everyone. Welcome back to Salt and Burn This. My name is Sammy. I'm Valerie. Welcome back. I am so excited. We are so excited because we have a special guest today. Eee! Kind of a sort of a surprise. We weren't sure if he was going to join in or not. <laughs> from the past, like, well, yeah, I didn't popular, either. So. I didn't either. Right. Yeah. He's very busy. He's very popular. So please yeah. welcome Dan Curran. Hello, Hi. everybody. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. If his name sounds familiar at all, it's because we mentioned it in the first episode because Mr. Dan here composed our theme music and all the little extra bits that float in here and there in yeah. 20 minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe a little more than 20 minutes, but pretty close, I guess. Like, yeah. I love it. It's one of my favorite things about our podcast is the theme music. It, and the it, little make, it makes it sound very yep. professional, I have to say. You are professional. I, I mean, I had to make professional music. As soon as you said, oh, I'm doing this thing, I was like, well, first of all, it's supernatural. I love it. And, you know, I get to, I just took impressions from sticks and then it, bada bing, bada boom, and it's done. <laughs> Very fitting for this episode. Yes, for this episode, exactly. <laughs> Isn't it? I may have done that on purpose. Hmm. What? Hmm. And you're natural. The first song <laughs> I ever heard from sticks was not this cool song. And obviously it wasn't your theme music, but it was that chameleon song. Mm -hmm. I think I know so, what you're talking about. And I mean, as a kid, I was like, hey, it's a song about chameleons. <laughs> you know? But that was my introduction to Sticks. So when I when I read that there's music from Sticks on this episode, I was like, oh, I hope it's not that chameleon song. <laughs> <laughs> Although chameleon, I guess chameleon could have worked for this episode in a, in a way because of the... The, the uh, runaway. The, yeah, you're right. Yeah. See right. chameleon lying there in the sun. Oh, thanks to everyone. Run, run away. Hey, who sings this song? Snaps, bravo. Sticks, yes, I know. Leave it that way, right? <laughs> Is that what you want to say? Oh, <laughs> that's cold. That's cold. Not the first person to say that to me, by the way. <laughs> I thought it was lovely. I thought it was lovely. Thank you. You should hear me speak Italian sometime, Dan. It's... Oh, really? Mwah, it's chef's kiss. No, no it's... <laughs> I feel like that's dripping with sarcasm, but okay. A, a, a little bit. I, I have directors just say, stop. <laughs> stop. They, they okay. say, where do you want yeah. to pick it up from? And I, and I say, you know, from the Soto Voce. And they're like, no, no, just no. Point well, you page. know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's worth being <laughs> In pretentious. In Verita. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I think that's fine. I mean, sort of, sort of voce. I mean, I don't say sotto voce. I never say that's like okay, sort of voce, sort of voce. But it's you fine. Just yeah. did. It's because there's so. I know, but I wouldn't go to a rehearsal and be like, all right, everybody, sotto voce. <laughs> okay, per favore, sotto voce. I don't do that. No, no, no. That's because you're not Italian. Try saying mozzarella to any Italian in the vicinity, <laughs> and you will just get your face smacked. Is it? Isn't it? I was gonna say, isn't it mozzarella? Isn't it? Or mozzarella. Like mozzarella. Mozzarella, yeah. Mut or mutz. Yeah, mutz or yeah. mozzarella. Wait, Sammy, yeah. are you Italian? I am not, no, but I'm surrounded oh, by then, them. Then stop talking. You shouldn't. You don't know. <laughs> okay, Dan. Hmm. Do you want to tell us a little about yourself? Well, hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Curran. I like good books. I like wine by fireside and long walks on the beach. Um... No, I mean, I'm, I'm more than, I, yeah. Thank you for not laughing at that. Sorry. Come on, warm up a little bit. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? I was like, that's that's like a classy Dean. Dean answer. Yeah, that's Dean yeah. if he were not so horn that dog is. as he is. Yeah, yes. yeah, I'm, de I'm definitely not Dean or Sam, really. I don't, <laughs> I don't personally identify with either of them. 
Um, they're much too much too perfect uh, specimens. Um, okay, so my name's Dan, um, and I compose, I sing, I play a few instruments. Um, you know, I love. I'm super nerdy about supernatural. Obviously, it's why I'm on here. And Selden Burn this is super sweet. That's why it was incredible to be like, oh my gosh, I get to actually create something that has something to do with supernatural. That's awesome. <laughs> You're in LA right now. Yeah, I'm in LA singing with the the Los Angeles Master Chorale because I auditioned <gasps> before COVID, and then um, I got a call to come in and be a part of it, which is which is cool. They're really they're an incredible group, and they perform at Disney Hall. And um, so yeah, we have a concert. We have two concerts this weekend. It's Rachmaninoff's All Night Vigil, of course. It's very popular. I know. I'm sure it's on your on your uh, Spotify lists. Um, <laughs> anyway, it is. It actually is really beautiful music. It's all a cappella. Um, so yeah, this is my debut with them. It's no solo stuff. It's just, I'm just singing in the chorus, but that's completely cool. I love it. <laughs> it's super nice. <laughs> I really dig it. And I'm, I don't know about you two, but I'm a serious introvert until I'm introduced to people. I'm really, and it's like 80 people. So oh. <laughs> I know, I know a couple Same. people in it and I think I come off as, um, I don't think I come off as mean or cold, but I just, I'm the guy in the corner that doesn't say a damn thing until someone's like, Hey, this is Dan. He's with us. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, until that happens, I, uh, I, I'm just sort of in my own world. I'm really bad yeah. at it. No, I'm totally the same. And I'm also blessed with resting bitch face. So it's like a double-edged sword. <laughs> I've never, I've never noticed that about you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I mean, the, if I had a quarter for any time someone said to me, it's like, oh, my God, I thought you were a total bitch before I met you or something along those lines. That's it's, super, super nice. Wow. Is, Holy cow. I know. It's like, that's not the compliment that you think it is. <laughs> you know? No. Do you think it's a compliment? I mean... <laughs> Season two, episode 11, Playthings. Remember your imaginary childhood friend? Bet your buddy wasn't anything like an angelic little girl's invisible playmate, a hoodoo demon with an unearthly aptitude for moida. No, that's wait, no, we're not on Playthings. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, that's not the one. I, I didn't study for that one. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I was like, that's not right. I, like, I thought that I read this before. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you my bad. Freaked me out. Now that we got, now that we got Dan's heart pumping. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I know that was just you guys. That was just, everyone listening. It was just a test for me. It was just to get me in the game, and I was totally ready to play along with that. I was Except like, for your face. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let my face know. <laughs> season two, episode twelve, right? Yes, season two, season two, episode twelve, Night Shifter, Sam Dean. A shapeshifter and hostages are locked in a bank surrounded by a SWAT team. It all begins when the brothers, on the trail of a shifter, run into a portly paranoiac who's seen T2 once too often. Written by Ben Udland and directed by Phil Screecha. Why did they say portly? Why is that a character? I don't know, but he's, well, he's kind of portly. He is, but why? Why point that out? Um, I will point out, things to point out, no cast. Jared Padalecki... No cast. Oh, cast. He's finally cast off his arm. We can stop oh, talking about. Oh yeah, I was like, what? I thought no you were cast. talking There's about like. There's a huge cast. Yeah, in I thought. 
You couldn't do there's the show nobody, without a cast. There's nobody in this one. It's just that portly guy they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. Finally, Pedalecki has his <laughs> cast off. Cast off. Yes. So. Yes, Dan, we've been tracking, he broke his arm like in episode four or something stupid like that. And he's had the cast on up until episode 11. Yeah, I kind of remember that. I do remember that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which was ridiculous. It was just like. So you've been, so you've been tracking the, the super interesting trauma drama of the cast. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Wow. It's true. Nothing else, nothing else goes on in these shows. It makes sense that you would be. (laughs) Yeah. So we might as well end this podcast now. Cast is off. (laughs) Cast is off. Really good chat. You're welcome. See you later. Glad you could join us. Yep. No problem. So the show opens and it's kind of the same opening that they did for skin. It felt like, um, you know, it like was just you, the skin episode. It yeah, it the was skin episode. Bits of the skin episode and um, also bits of the Linda Blair episode when he was getting arrested. Right. And they just keep mentioning murder and, mm-hmm. you know, murder. And we see mm-hmm. him, we see Dean in situations that we wouldn't normally see him in, which is outside of, let's just say, ghost hunting. He's mm-hmm. been, he, he's now in the real world, like where regular people are seeing him, not just people who have supernatural experiences. So like in the skin episode, we see him, the police see him holding the knife. And then we see the episode from with the Linda Blair, where he's bending over the the victim who was killed by Mm -hmm. that bad cop. And he's got blood on his hands, but the cops catch him with blood on his hands. So so he's getting caught in the act of various ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Setting up this episode that we're about to talk about. Right. So then it kind of flows seamlessly into the teaser where it's framed as a like a a breaking news. Yeah, I actually thought that was really I hadn't seen it in a long time. And the break was really weird because I was like, is this wait, what's going on? Because it went straight from that. What is going on? It went from it went from then to now without the now splash. Right. Exactly. So right. and and it so it literally interrupted it felt, what yeah, we were it doing. It felt like an actual like inter- you know breaking news interruption of your. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So in this news break, it's a bank robbery that's been going on. A bank is being surrounded by uh, cars, ambulances, SWAT. SWAT teams. It's just like a big hullabaloo, and then for there not being a ca- for there not being a cast, it's a very large cast. <laughs> It's a very large cast for it not being a cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so in this, SWAT. Yeah, SWAT team <laughs> is now preparing for something to happen because like a hostage or something is being brought out. And mm-hmm. you slowly see this like old man kind of being shuffled out of the door at gunpoint by Dean, who <laughs> then looks around with an oh shit expression on his face. Title screen. Cut, like cut that's, to title that's, that's it. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's like, uh-oh, Dean again. It's like Dean in the real world. And of course, he's he's caught like a deer in headlights. I mean, literally like, huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's caught on TV cameras. He's in the sight, like the, the laser scope sights of these SWAT, you know, rifles, you know. And he's literally like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Right. So MapQuest, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I am familiar with Milwaukee. Um, I am too. There, but um, my family, again, I've got family in Madison, Fitchburg. So Milwaukee is definitely our pass through uh, point. What is your relation to Milwaukee, Dan? Um, 
my wife at her previous job occasionally had to fly to Milwaukee and sometimes I would uh, join her and I actually thought Milwaukee was a really cool place. I mean, I wouldn't want to be there forever. Um, and that's coming from someone who was raised in Blackfoot, Idaho. Um, so, uh, no, but we stayed, I made her, I made her book a place at the Fister Hotel. Do you know the, it's, it's P-F-I-S-T-E-R, by the way. It doesn't matter. Um, I am unfamiliar with the Fister. Go on. Anyway, it's haunted. It's really old and I'm into that stuff. So we stayed there, but anyway, so I have, I basically have familiarity with, with, with the food a little bit and then staying at like two hotels. So that's, that's all. I probably shouldn't have said anything. Actually, I've never been there. You, you have some familiarity with cheese and beer. Yes. Okay. Any, any brat in there? Oh, of of course. Come on. Okay. All right. So corn on the cob, brats, beer, cheese. Yeah. I didn't have any, I didn't have any corn on the cob. Oh, that's too bad. I know. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, I've never been there, but I can do the accent pretty well, okay? Yeah, you can. Look at that. Mm -hmm. All right. So then when we come back from the title screen, there's a little Chiron that says it's one day ago. So we're kind of going in the past, a little flashback. Dean is posing as an FBI agent. Valerie, is this (laughs) the first time that they've posed as an FBI agent? Uh, No. But we don't we don't know which FBI agents they are at this point. But no, this is this is not the first time I could. Because they've been been like Homeland Security. They've been a couple other big things. I couldn't remember them ever being an FBI. But anyway, they are FBI in this case. Dean is mercilessly flirting with a lady at the jewelry counter who is mercilessly flirting back. If not flirting openly. Yeah. (laughs) Inviting even more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Dean being Dean, he's Dean being Dean. Yeah, he's he's taking a break from being Dean for a while. Uh, yeah. The horn dog Dean, as as Sammy calls him. I do call him right. horn dog Dean. So Although it was kind of fun that you saw back him back in full force, like the last episode and maybe even the one before. I was going to say, it typically yeah. doesn't take a lot of time from Dean to go to horn dog Dean. It's either eating full pies and cheeseburgers, Dean. <laughs> or f- flirty Dean, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he hits it a little bit harder later too, and then yeah. and it's, true. Yeah, the women in this episode buy it one hundred percent too. Like they just full, full one hundred percent are into the Dean vibes. So I can see why he then continues his his flirtatious <laughs> ways. But yeah, this was just this was just silly. The fact that she's like, you know, you can investigate me further, you know, secretly. You know, yeah. <laughs> and Dean's like, we could go to a right. place and you can do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's like, all right, why don't you just give me your number there? And he takes yeah. it over. <laughs> I know. When I see that in, in especially these shows, it's like, where, where do you have time to go meet with her? Aren't you like, how long are you going to be in Milwaukee? What's going on here, guys? I don't understand. Right. Where are you finding the time? Where are you finding the time, Dean? He will make the time. He does. He does. I, yeah. So Sam, uh, on the other side of the store is talking to, I'm assuming it's either the store manager uh, who is who's describing the the events so the the jewelry store has been robbed and so then they're but it's like an unusual circumstance because the suspect is someone who would not ever do this type of thing and then also right. in, in addition she murdered the security guard who she was very friendly with and then killed herself when she got home right which doesn't make Apparently. sense obviously because why would you steal a bunch of jewelry and then, to go home and kill yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah. Plot thickens. Um, the boys have now left the jewelry store with phone number in hand. 
I don't know, I guess we, they, the, they kind of skip ahead a little bit and they go to somebody else's house because they've found another robbery slash suicide or murder yeah. that hasn't made sense. Um, so now that they're at, now they're at the house of the security guard of that bank. Yeah, they find out that he he wasn't killed by the bank robber, but he was beaten unconscious during the robbery. Right. So um, they go to his house. Um, when they knock on the door, there is a blinding like floodlight. floodlight. <laughs> yeah, floodlight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so blinding, it's like got that buzzy like. I'm so bright, I have to make noise kind of light bulb. <laughs> yes. The aforementioned portly guy. Um, he was a sweet kind of frumpy guy is the way I would have described him. And, you know, because his hair was a little unkempt, um, you know, his shirt was askew. Mm-hmm. You know, his house was clean, you know, except for the room that had the... <laughs> Yeah. The serial killer wall. The, the research wall. <laughs> the research. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't have, I personally wouldn't have described him as portly. He is, however, paranoid because he <laughs> immediately asks them for their badges. They post him up to the window and he takes a good long inspection at them. Yeah, I think paranoid is an understatement. I mean, I think that's when you have serial killer walls, that's a whole other level. I think, well, I think that what it is, it's like your serial killer level. I mean, I think that's the yeah. next level after paranoid. but his was more about like aliens you know his was more of a the truth is out there type of thing which i expected to be on his wall is it the history channel guy you know with the crazy hair like up here and it's just like aliens tell you what it's aliens yes aliens that guy (laughs) for those of you listening we all did this yeah um those of you listening we all did this they still don't know what you said um but did you read the badges did I read the oh. badges? No, oh, I didn't yeah. read the badges. Were they rock stars? Um, they were both Harrison Ford characters. Um, <laughs> Sam was Han Solo, and uh, Dean was Jack Ryan. Oh yep. my god! Yep. They're always something. Always something special. Han Solo, really? Ronald <laughs> yep. wouldn't have like been that's, like, that's "Hey, wait a minute." So funny. That's because he like looked at it, but maybe he was blinded by the by the you know by the bulb by the, by the, by the giant floodlight. <laughs> so he ends yeah. up inv- Ronald Resnick is his name. He ends up inviting him in, and he immediately kind of goes onto this like diatribe of like, "Wait, you guys read my report? You believe me? You want to talk to me about my report? Really? Yep. Because yep. I know what's going on." And it yeah. just goes on this spiel about, you know, but what I let in was not my friend. He had his face, but it wasn't him. He was like the Terminator guy. Mm-hmm. T2. Dean's like, T2? You know, the one who changes shapes? <laughs> yeah, like the T-1000? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Dean's buying, but Dean is like, yeah, I believe you. We read your report. Let's hear more. So Dean's like leaning into this and Sam's still kind of, you know, laid back, skeptical. And I, I mean, I think that's that's what he's playing. Yeah, I think Sam, uh, maybe not in this particular episode, but I do feel like he he's a little more serious, but it's to try to keep Ron safe. Yes, and yeah, I made a point end. about mm-hmm. that in my notes that mm-hmm. all the entire time, actually, every time he says something or does something to Ronald, it's to mm-hmm. protect him. Yeah, and it comes across exactly. as being harsh or being mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it is, but it is to keep him safe. And he even yeah. says that he's like, "The more you're kept in the dark, the safer you are." Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it doesn't mean that initially, well, I was like, Sam, geez, harsh. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause, cause, cause Ronald's like this, like I said, he's like this kid, you know, he's not over enthusiastic, but he's, but he's a kid. He's got that child's heart, you know? Mm-hmm. Also he figured it out like down to the bone. He was just like, I kept the tapes cause I knew that they would be destroyed this thing, these silver eyes that are flashing with this guy on my my quote unquote friend Ron, that's not yep. a camera flare. No one can tell mm-hmm. me otherwise. You know, this like they they probably like escaped underground somewhere, and that's where he's staying and changing into other people and then killing the the real people. Yep, before like, shifting yep. into them, yeah. before like charging his batteries, and of course he refers to it as a mandroid. Yes, mandroid of course is from an X-Files episode called Jose Chung's from outer space. Um, the magazine that he holds up as proof that there are mandroids out there. Cause he's uh-huh. like, look, we, they, it's been written about is actually the, the character on it is from a doctor who episode. Really? Uh, so he's gotten all sorts of mixed, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> mixed messages. Wow. And if we were going to do a drinking episode, I would do this episode for every time the word mandroid is said. Oh yeah. Take a shot. <laughs> Yeah, we'd get drunk yeah. real fast. We would. Yep. Mm-hmm. Android. It's a <laughs> so weird word. Are, yeah. So, Sammy, you're right. He, uh, Ronald figures it all out, he, except for the mandroid part, which right. is, which is, which Dean points out is like, he's right, except for the mandroid. But, you know, everything else is correct. Right. Mm hmm. And then Sam just like Sam crushes him. Like I said, oh, destroys him. Mm-hmm. He played a really good men in black character. Like, yeah, like Tommy Lee John's been like, what you see didn't yeah. exist. Look at this. If, if if Sam had a little flashy thing, yeah, you know, he, he would totally yeah, flashy be thingy, yeah. flashy uh-huh. thingy. You're gonna flashy thingy. That was some see. swamp gas reflecting off uh, the, the light of Venus. <laughs> the light of Venus, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he was gonna totally give him the truth is out there speech because he was like, "Listen, Ronald, I'm gonna be straight with you," and I was like, "He's gonna give him the truth is out there speech," and he didn't. And and I think that also took Dean by surprise too because Dean was ready mm-hmm. to be like, "Yes, there are mandroids." Um, but he didn't. And yeah. he's like, there's no such thing as mandroids. That was just a lens flare of the camera. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing, there's no, nothing evil out there. There's nobody evil doing these things. So we find out that what Ronald has found, what is discovered is not a mandroid. It's actually a shapeshifter. It's got the, the reflective eyes. That is the dead giveaway to um, uh, shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. Which is the second time? that we've come across the shifter in the supernatural yeah. universe. So back at the hotel, they're kind of trying to figure out what the shifter's next move is going to be. Dean very cleverly uh, finds a map of the sewer system and it's like tracing it. And then he lays that over a map of the city and he finds uh, one more bank kind of in the, like the radius of where the current crime, the past two crimes. The first have been. bank in the jewelry store where, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, did you notice though, mm-hmm. they're at this motel that, that seem and seem <laughs> Dean and Sam have found? It's like a beer and cheese motel. I, the, know, like, I didn't even look at the motel this time. The, there's a giant cow over the bed, <laughs> like cow poster over the bed. And then behind Dean, and that, you know, they, every motel has like those room dividers. You know, like yeah. there's the front door and then there's the room divider. It's beer. It's literally beer bottles and a oh beer God. logo. I cannot believe I didn't even. I've watched this episode like four times. I can't believe I didn't. But yeah, so Dean's drinking a Schultz beer. Behind him is a Schultz beer room divider with Schultz beer um, like logos, 
Like they almost I did look like see that. Tadpoles. Yeah, I did see that. Uh huh. Yeah. So there's like beer and cows in this room. It's hysterical. So, right, so Schultz is a play on a famous beer that's up there, right? Schlitz. Schlitz, right. Yeah, I actually I looked that up. I was like, well, is Schultz really a beer? It's not. People have have uh, stolen the label, you know, and tried to use it as their own, but it's right. not. Okay, so now they have a target, or at least a potential target. They approach the bank as their second persona of the episode, as uh, security technicians, I guess. Uh, yeah, security serve or something like yeah. that. Was mm-hmm. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Secure serve. Uh, they're in their little jumpsuits, um, and they're there to just test out the camera. So they're just going to sit in the camera room and monitor it for a while. And the bank security manager gives them the okie-dokie to okie go dokie. ahead. Yep, and Dean even mm-hmm. says, I like him. He says okie-dokie. They sit and watch the cameras for a while. Dean is zooming in on a Teller's oh, ass. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's right, yeah, yeah. You know, and Sam's like, hello, <laughs> supposed to be looking for the eyes. And Dean's like, oh, I'm getting there. <laughs> but so in the meantime, Sam's starting to have doubts because they've been there for so long. They haven't seen anything. Sam's like, maybe we jump the gun on this. You know, how do we even know that this is going to be, you know, the place that the shifter comes if there even is, if this guy even is a shifter. And then like right at that moment, that's when Dean sees um, the, the bank manager, his eyes do the, the lens flare. Uh, do the lens flow to the eyes, <laughs> the, eye. the, the silver eyes, yes, laser eyes, yeah, laser um, eyes, yep. And they they both like hop up to go and do their thing, like go get the guy. But just the last second, Dean looks back at the camera and he's like, "Ugh," because he now sees Ronald chaining the doors of the bank from the inside. And Dean's like, "Hello, Ronald." Like, the, is that an AK forty seven that he has he, with him? He has a massive gun some sort of on assault him. rifle. Yeah, yeah, it's like an AK-40 or M16 yeah. or something. It's a I, big gun. It's a it's big a ass big, gun. Yeah. It's a big. And they're just like, oh, great. So here's the here's the wrench. It, and it's a big wrench because Ronald decides to run into the middle of the bank, <laughs> scream, this is not a not. robbery, while <laughs> shooting the big ass gun up to the ceiling. What is the logic here? <laughs> oh, poor Ronald. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is not... A robbery. He's trying to herd everybody to the center of the bank. Dean and Sam go running out there, and they try to take over the situation, like try to calm Ronald down. And Ronald's like, "You, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's you guys. I knew you weren't FBI." They he has somebody pat Sam and Dean down, looking for weapons. And Dean is like, "Sure, the one time you tell me not to bring a gun, but you didn't bring a gun. But Dean did bring a silver dagger of sorts, stuffed in his boot." Like a shoe, a shoe dagger. A shoe, a shoe yeah. dagger. And the guy takes the, hands the knife to Ronald. Ronald then takes the knife and drops it into the, like, check deposit, you know, slot. Yeah, the and unreachable like, box. So yeah. they he's like, no, the one piece of silver they yeah. had on them. So that plan was foiled. But Dean is able to convince Ronald to listen to him. Mm-hmm. He's like, Ronald, you've got the gun. I have to tell you something. And Ronald comes closer and Dean confides him and he's like, Ronald, you were right. There is a mandroid. I mean, there's not a mandroid, but there's, you know, there's yeah, yeah. something there's is something here. something in this bank yes, and we something. have to find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Ronald responds to to Dean doesn't like Sam and even says, I don't like you. <laughs> Which is funny because they had that conversation earlier and then yeah. he confirms it like right yeah. there. It's hysterical. <laughs> yes. Don't talk to me. I don't like you. Fair enough. Agent Johnson, which is, of mm-hmm. course, from uh, Die Hard, um, Special Agent Johnson. This is Special Agent Johnson, no relation. I say, of course, it's Die Hard, but it's a reach for Die Hard, but it's there. I figure that yeah, anytime I, I assumed a... it was something, and I have seen Die Hard a few times. I didn't uh, make that connection. Nobody likes the Johnsons in that. In this scene, I felt really sorry for Ronald because there's a point, and I don't quite remember how they got there, but Dean's like trying to say, like, I believe you, and and Ron's like, no one believes me. Why would they? You know, but he's just, he right. says it in such like a pained way, just like no one believes me. Like yeah. I'm ever not just I'm, about this, but like I'm, ever. I must be crazy. I know that I sound mm-hmm. crazy. So, but I know that that was not my friend that I let in the bank. I know something's going on here. I don't know. Yeah. I just felt I felt sorry for him because yeah. he is right, but he's going about it all the wrong but, way. Yeah, and he's dismissed. He's he's an easily yeah. dismissed character. Yeah, and and sure. he is. Um, so they decide to herd everybody, all the all the patrons and the bank people, the bank workers, into the vault to just, you know, that's where everybody's going to be until they can figure out who the shifter is. Including Sam. Including Sam. And a part of me was like, wait, what about the air? Now, that has nothing to do with this episode, but that was my first thought is oh, don't put I them tot- in the bank vault. Yeah, I totally thought that too. Every time they closed that bank vault door, I was just like, oh my I'm God, like, they're going to suffocate. They're going to suffocate. <laughs> that's exactly what yeah. I thought. I was like, what about mm-hmm. air supply? not a real thing in this episode so no nope. like, okay. television the magic of tv mm-hmm. yes now this brings me to my first eye roll that's no, my second eye roll of this episode first eye roll was the the jewelry store clerk who just took her clothes off basically mm-hmm. in front of dean this, oh, there's yeah. a another there's a bank worker pretty blonde and says the stupidest things as she's being locked in this vault is that your brother? Yeah, I mean, she could have just said, he's so dreamy. And she didn't say that, but she basically said... She pretty said, much did. She was like, he's yeah. so brave. He's so brave. And I was like, my God, I think I actually saw my brain. My <laughs> eyes rolled so far back into yeah, my she was she was annoying. I actually didn't mind the jewelry store clerk that much. Maybe because I've <laughs> I've been that forceful before. <laughs> the guy so it's like okay yeah I believe it. <laughs> all right i uh, that okay i never have so for me i was like really this this person who is your you know family member just shot some other guy in the face and then went home and dropped a hair dryer in the bathtub and you're like let me just unbutton this one more i mean that's you know situational flirting i get but uh, come on oh i did write down like sam's face during that chick scene, like he was like, "Oh, that's my brother," and the minute she's like, "Oh, she's so brave," um, he just had this face of like, oh. "Of course," because that Dean gets the chicks. <laughs> All right, so Dean and Ronald are off looking for the shifter. Yes, and while they're looking for the shifter, there's like a second bank manager or a cop that's walking by or something and notices the doors being all chained up. And then immediately runs to more cops to be to be like, hey, something's going on here. Exact. No, there were so many cops there by the. T- I think he was just doing the casual walk by so as not to alert anybody inside because he yeah. was like, yeah, this is it. Right. Because right. there was the there were so many cops already there, yeah. so somebody must have like pushed the silent yeah button. That little button. Uh, okay, so yeah, Dean and Ronald are off looking, 
Um, and while Dean is like looking in one room, then poor Ronald does like the cartoon, like slips on a banana peel, <laughs> fall, fall. Whoop, boom, into a pile of skin goo. And he's like, this is so cool. Cause he thinks it's like robot skin. Yeah. You know? And Dean is like, yeah, that's like human skin <laughs> that you're, that you're playing with. And even after Dean describes to him, like how a shapeshifter works, he still ronald is still like yeah <laughs> he's still really fascinated by it and i think dean kind of lies to him a little bit here he says you know it's uh we have the werewolf myth like the the myth of werewolves and silver bullets and things like that mm -hmm. it's they he says it's like it was shapeshifters who shifted into wolves which is where we get the whole werewolf story uh i don't think that's what he was trying to say not in no, my opinion okay. i thought he was just saying like that's kind of where like this shapeshifter or like the werewolf thing came from is just okay. like because in skin they say something kind of like that too it's like in every legend there's something about it's origin story that, yeah, yeah something that can yeah. shift that's into an animal or a zombie. different person right right but he was just trying to like say you know the werewolves with the silver shapeshifters are similar in that way so ronald and dean are off there they, they leave the pile of goo dean has taken a um a silver um envelope letter opener off of the desk mm -hmm. takes that with him and ronald like as he's leaving the scene of the goo is like he gives this little knowing smile to the room like he's enjoying this but he's also like i was right yes and he says that later too like almost after like he's like laughing and and Dean's like, what are you, not nuts? And Ronald's yeah. like, no. And that's no. why I'm so happy, because I was yeah. right, except for mandroids. But... Right, right, right. And outside, still a lot of SWAT action happening. Uh, it's like your typical TV SWAT, you know, movie, you know, movie SWAT stuff happening. Mm -hmm. And just as uh, just as Ronald was saying, you know, this is this is great, I'm not crazy, the lights go out. And Dean's like, oh, crap, that's the cops saying hi we know you're in there mm -hmm. and this also means that we can't use the cameras to uh the video cameras to track the, the laser eyes yes not looking good ronald no back in the vault the uh that vapid chick is still going on <laughs> about dean <laughs> yeah. i wrote i roll number three and not just for me but again from sam <laughs> yes like, lady like, oh my god this is torture she thinks that D Dean is trying to save them. Right. So the when he opens the vault, she's like, oh, like, my oh, hero. Yes. And he's like, nope, Act, you're nope, bound some more, more people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go and shove some more people in there. Um, but Sam, we need you out here to do a mm. little confab. <laughs> so Sam comes out of the vault and Sam, Dean, and, and Ronald are talking about the SWAT. And Sam's like, you're wanted by the police. This is not a good thing, the police being right. here. You know, this is now moved from monster chasing to how do we get out of this situation? Right. You know, because the police are real. This mm -hmm. isn't just your, you know, your your small town country bumpkin cop who's like, all right, you boys, you better get out of town. You know, this is this is bad. Yeah, this is that times a million. Dean's like says to Sam, all right, Sam, you go help Ronald manage this situation. And Sam's like, help what? Ronald. <laughs> manage you know yeah. and he's like why why are you pissed you know yeah, yeah. and then at 21 minutes three seconds there comes that meme that i see all of the time yes 
Wait, I use it all the time. I know. It's the one where, like, Dean is, uh, has this shit-eating grin on his face, and he gives, like, the thumbs up and then the okay symbol. <laughs> That's yep. right. You know, it's like, don't worry, Ronald. We're not talking about you. Everything's all good. I see that gif <laughs> or meme all of the time. It's a good meme to use. It is good. It's cute. I didn't realize. I thought it was an outtake. But I it's not. Too, it's actually because most of them are. Most of the the supernatural memes are guess, like. Yep, they're from the outtakes because that's where they have their genuinely funny faces mm-hmm. on. So I made a note here that in all of this, having Ronald, like the boys, having Ronald around is kind of like having a toddler around. You know, like the kid who wants to help, but just you just have to. You end up instead of getting your project done with this person helping you, you end up saying, "No, no, no, put that down. No, 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 no. That that's hot." You know, no, 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 you're going to hurt, you know, don't break that, you you know, so you always end up spending more time corralling this person. But anyway, so that's how, that's who Ronald is, you know, very, you know, wants to help and is eager beaver to, you know, do the things, but everyone's like, no, 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 yes, you can help, but no, put that down. You're going to hurt yourself, you know? Right, right. They even, oh, stay out of the light, Ronald. Exactly. Exactly. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I felt Um, bad for him because he could, you know, with a little training, he probably would have been really good at this job considering how paranoid he is about things i mean honestly you know he just needs to be guided a little bit in the direction of he could at least be a good research partner he needed to show up a few seasons later (laughs) i know yeah yeah um but he's still eager and he but he still listens you know when they're like ronald how to stay out of the sniper's vision 101 is stay out of the light and he but but he's like, oh, okay, you know, and he ducks down and he gets out of the light. He's like, okay, I got it. Next, what's the next lesson? Right. Dean starts to make his way through the bank, looking for more people, looking for the shifter or yeah. clues. Sam's there with Ronald and he's kind of like, hi, Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> Even he's like, hi, Ronald. But um, they go they go back to the vault, right? Sam and Ronald go back yes, to the vault. Yes, because Sam is cracking open the vault to give everyone error there's a security guard inside who starts to have like chest pains yes mm-hmm. oh i don't feel good and that's when people are like oh you got to get him to a doctor and now sam's like no this could be a trap but sam is caught in the middle here because he's got the people in the vault a yelling at him because he's helping ronald and both of these brothers have now like turned on everybody <laughs> <laughs> right right so while sam's dealing with you know potential heart attack victim in the vault the phone rings just outside the vault, and Ronald answers it. He doesn't like, just ignore anything. He's like, "Hello," and yeah. he's talking to the cops. And you know, Sam's like, "Ronald, hang up." He's like, "Well, no, it's just me, and I don't have any demands. I'm not a bank robber." And <laughs> Sam's like, "Hang up," and he's like, "Well, I'm, I see myself more as a you know." <laughs> he's like giving the cops yeah. his whole story. I know. Absolutely ridiculous. And poor Sam is like, calm down, people in the vault. Ronald, hang up the phone. We'll get the paramedic in here. Ronald! <laughs> you know, just... Ronald, we don't tell the cops anything. You know, click, and he mm-hmm. hangs up. Finally, he takes the phone from Ronald and hangs up. And Ronald's like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Lesson number two. You know, yeah. Take the phone call from the cops. This is so misunderstood. <laughs> so while that's all happening, Dean is still poking around, and he's hearing noises. And he ends up literally, like, he he hears, like, noises above his head, like, in the ceiling tiles, and does the whole, you know, poke up a ceiling tile, poke up a ceiling tile, and then this body comes crashing to the ground. I'm assuming it's a naked man with his throat slit, and it turns out that it's the same face as one of the guys in the vault. Mm -hmm. Um, So now we know who the shifter is in this moment. And now I just want to say, the trope that you can hide a body 
in drop tiles <laughs> is ridiculous based on my experience at Sammy's when we tried to actually just put a tile back into your ceiling. <laughs> you cannot hide a body on those tiles. No, they, oh, definitely they, not. they crumble definitely at, at, at a touch, you know, like it could be like, they're like water, <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like water crackers. I'm not quite yeah. sure why we think that, you know, hiding bodies, you know, or, or people stowing away can stow away in a drop ceiling. You can't. Dan, have you ever stored a body in a drop ceiling? You know, not, not, not recently, but, um, I completely concur with you. Um, I, I think it would, I think you, the only thing you can store up there are farts and um, bad insulation. <laughs> and mold. I was going to say in New York City, black mold. Yeah. So D now has to make his way back to the vault to tell Sam. Yes, and he does. News. And he like kind of whispers to Sam. They both kind of look at the, the shifter who is watching them, you know, and realizing, oh crap, they found my they, double. They figured it out. <laughs> yep. And uh, so Sam... Uh, still takes the uh, the security guard, the guy. Well, the yeah, hot because pop. what he was trying to do was get a paramedic in, so no one would be able to go out. And then he changes his mind suddenly and says, "You know what? Why Actually, yeah, let's, let's bring you out. I'll take you. No, you got you. You stay here. I got it. I'll take him." And then, yeah, that goes over really well. <laughs> yes, because yeah. Dean. <laughs> nonchalantly says hey can i talk to you for a second not suspiciously <laughs> at all so the shifter guy like knocks the gun out of dean's hand and just bashes his head into this into the door of the vault and this vault door is what four feet wide four feet thick it looks like i want to note and i forgot to mention this earlier this is a real bank that they shot in this is not a hollywood set wow so that's this is a that real door. vault that they were in that's made, That's actually frightening to me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty it was cool, like a actually. really like super cool old looking bank that they found in Vancouver. They were like, "No, we can't build something out of scratch, guys. We're going to put you in a real vault." That's yeah. just what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'd be like, "I'll make sure everyone has the combination." Sotto voce, sotto voce. Just like that. So Shifter knocks Dean down to the ground and runs. Well, Sam's on this. He's like on his way to take the old security guard out the door. So he sees the Shifter run. And then and he sees Dean yell. Dean's yeah, like, come then, back here. Yeah. And then he sees Ronald chasing after him, too, who then unfortunately is not paying attention and runs straight into the light. And in slow motion and in silence, you can see Sam yelling at Ronald, you know, to get, get down. down. Um, yep. But he doesn't hear it in time. And unfortunately, He's, poor Ronald is... He's shot by a sniper. And the coolest thing about this scene is, A, like you said, as soon as Ronald runs into the light, all sound stops. All audio is completely silent. There's no music. There's no words. Mm -hmm. and, and you see Ronald react, but too late. And then the next thing you do hear is the sound of a bullet being shot through a window mm -hmm. and then shot into Ronald's chest. So yeah. you hear the from his back, yeah, front, yeah, and he is he's literally shot straight through, yeah. and the look of shock on his face, like oh, a realization, yeah, <laughs> yep, and down, and he falls in slow motion, and Sam and Dean are both watching him fall, and as soon as his knee hits the ground, more sound comes back in, more audio is restored, 
and and then the speed is restored so when he falls it's it's in motion like real time yeah 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 when ronald falls he kind of falls you know to his knees and then onto his face and the look of surprise on his face is heartbreaking because it's like you just wanted him to succeed i know oh it's terrible it it literally the heartbreaking is the only word i can use i i was crestfallen and heartbroken in that moment this was a sad death in supernatural and probably the first well besides john obviously but this is the first time like a sub character or like a a secondary character that has died that made me feel bad like yeah oh i wish that wouldn't happen i understand well it's i mean they take their time with it so it really sinks in it is really hard to see and then you know it even closes up on his face as he's laying there you know in blood it's it's pretty crushing it's a pretty crushing moment yeah yeah you know he was an innocent in all aspects and he was and he was killed for no reason and Mm -hmm. he didn't get to fulfill his dream you know he didn't Mm -hmm. get to succeed and even sam and dean are are crushed by this like yeah and not because they couldn't save him, but because they they believed in him. You know, they were right. They were ready to you know do this with him. They didn't just they didn't just shut him in the vault and be like, okay, Ronald, enough of you. You know, they took him along as a you know a worthy companion. Mm-hmm. And I think so. I think his death hit them really hard too. They liked him, and he didn't get to see his mission accomplished because yeah. he yeah. really was the one that, that figured out it did the legwork. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful is absolutely a brilliant way it wasn't overdone it wasn't over dramatic it was so dramatic though it broke my heart Mm -hmm. they don't really have time to mourn ron because they still have a job to do uh sam passes the keys off to dean uh so he can let the guard out so he can get um care and sam decides to go chase after the shifter dean does say a short but honorable goodbye to ron yeah um but does take his big ass gun (laughs) (laughs) he needs it he needs it yeah and at the same time now hostages have started running out of the the vault vault. right yeah Yeah, exactly and so now we're here at what was the teaser scene um but from dean's point of view instead of the the news camera point of view so he is letting out the security guard you know saying you know don't even think about shooting i'm just letting him out and that's it and then i'm going back in from Dean's perspective, you can really see, and then he even says it later, how big of a pickle they're in right now. <laughs> yep. Although he doesn't say that. <laughs> no, he doesn't say that. He says, we are so screwed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about the shifter now. It's And it's not about Ronald dying. It's the cops, the SWATs. The SWATs. The SWAT. The SWATs. Mm-hmm. They're <laughs> the SWATing everywhere. That's right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so while Dean has his his revelation of we are so screwed, Sam comes across a pile of goo. Yeah. And now outside, the FBI has arrived. Yes, the feds show up. Special Agent Henriksen. Not the last time we will see him. No. By the way. This guy mm-hmm. is a menace. This guy is... Again. If Gordon... Or an FBI guy, this would be yeah. ruthless. Yes. And <laughs> ice. Yes. Ice. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> no more singing. <laughs> so now there's like a typical FBI versus cop like banter, you know. Dick swinging. Yes. <laughs> there's always like that scene where the cops are like butthurt because the FBI is coming to take over, you know. Take over their collar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
they'd be used to it by now. <laughs> Henriksen had called Dean and was like, I know who you are, who your brother is, who your dad is, how you grew up. Dean got very offended by Henriksen's comments mm -hmm. about his you dad. Don't, don't know my dad. He was a hero. That's right. Yeah. And, and Henriksen is like, well, he could be as white supremacist. I don't know. <laughs> tomato, mm -hmm. tomato. And he's like, click and hangs up on him. And yeah. uh, yep. the cops are like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? And, uh, and Henriksen is like, crazy's in there. And I just hung up on it. We have five minutes to go, you know, get ready to go in. Yeah. So me meanwhile, Sam finds a murdered Sherry in a closet. And Sherry is the, right. the vapid Blonde, chick that we've chick. been yes, uh, rolling chick. our eyes at. We got her shifter now. So they go to the vault, grab her basically. And she's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll stay here. You know, and they're like, no, no, you, yeah. need to, you should come with us. So she's changed her tune a little bit about yes. wanting to go with Dean. And now she's like, mm, yes, because they no. want to, they tell her they want to use her as a show of good faith to mm -hmm. the, the feds and the SWAT team out there. And this yeah. is all a really, a really, really well done setup for what's about to happen. Yeah, absolutely. They go back to the room where the, the dead Sherry is and they, they bring Sherry and they're like, okay, they show her the body and they say to Sherry, this is the last person you ever kill. You're not going to shift anymore. And they're just about to kill her. And Sherry's like, what, what? Ah! <laughs> you know, she's screaming yeah. at this, this body. And, and both Dean and Sam are like, what? Is this, are you acting? Like, what, what is going on <laughs> here? Is this community here? theater? Which is yeah. funny because they mentioned that about... <laughs> about Misha? No, um, oh. that episode, the, the girl that I didn't like, that I thought that she was too acty. <gasps> oh, oh, the, just the previous, uh, yeah, not, not... A couple um, of episodes uh, ago. But anyway, hunted, it was just like, hunted. oh yeah, I said yeah. community theater acting not too long yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's like, ah, thud. And she faints. Yeah. What I yep. love about super tight or subtitles is that it actually said thud. Yeah. <laughs> she falls out of frame and then you just see the word thud and she faints. And both Sam and Dean look at each other like, well, this is new. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then like Dean gets down on the ground, like by the fainted chair. He's like, oh, I was good. Makes it yeah, easier he to kill He literally <laughs> just shrugs and it's like, well, okay. Not, and it lifts, anyway. lifts the uh, letter opener up, like about to give her a good stabby stab. Um, <laughs> and Sam's like, wait, hold on. What's the point? Yeah. Why, why would this, why would there even be this show? Yeah. Why would the shifter faint? It doesn't save, save him or yeah, it. That, yeah. This is a bad survival tactic. Yeah. Whatever's going awesome. on here. And, and while they're thinking about it, they're like, huh? Yeah, you're right. You hear the crash of a window from mm -hmm. the SWAT now breaking into uh, the bank and dead Sherry. You see her come into focus and her eyes open and she turns her head as soon as Dean's attention comes back to her, it's too late. Dead Sherry reaches up, grabs Dean by the throat, and starts choking him <laughs> just in time for fainted Sherry. To yeah, real Sherry to, like, wake up and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so Dean is like, get her out of here. Mm -hmm. And Sam is able to take fainted Sherry, now screaming Sherry, out of the room. <laughs> while while Dean is now fighting dead Sherry. <laughs> I just want to point out that Dean finally gets his chance to like wrestle a, a half naked beautiful woman. <laughs> but she's yeah, kicking his Dean. ass. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this next sequence, this whole sequence is designed to confuse us. And it does. 
the mm-hmm. way it's cut back and forth between what's happening with Sam and what's happening with Dean, what's happening with SWAT, what's happening with the cops. Yeah, like for the next like several minutes, you're yeah. kind of confused. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It also made me, instead of going, what's happening, it made me go, oh my gosh, what's happening? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so the SWAT team is kind of like doing the SWAT team thing where it's like doing the crouchy walk with the, fla- the guns on the uh, flashlights on the guns, uh, clearing the room. Um, and then they come across real Sherry alone who desperately is like, don't shoot, don't shoot. I work here. I'm just a victim, a hostage. They usher yeah. her out. Dean is somewhere else downstairs. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's now looking for fake Sherry. He opens the door, looks in there, not there. Uh, then like kind of slowly turns around <laughs> and then gets clocked yep. right in the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they're, they're like fighting close up and, and Dean accidentally like pulls her skin off as they're fighting and he's like gross and while he's distracted by this like sheath of skin that just came off she hauls off and kicks him in the balls i mean full on yeah (laughs) nut a cracker (laughs) yep (laughs) kicks him and then like does the whole like you know grabs his head and slams it down onto her knee like three Mm -hmm. times yeah you know and and dean's just like Yeah. So then while he's still fighting, then we cut to same or a different SWAT team coming across somebody else, Sam. Yep. They slowly approach him and Sam with absolute ease knocks out these two SWAT guys unconscious. Yeah, that was that was probably another like a little bit of an eye roll moment because I'm like, OK, oh. I know these guys are tough, but it's like, come on. I mean, yeah. these are SWAT oh. guys. Uh huh. I. I don't remember seeing it. I just thought that we saw him like, you caught me type of thing. There's a a scene like that. It cuts back to Dean for a second. And then, then it cuts back to, to Sam. No, maybe they they do show Sam fighting off these guys. Cause I thought in the last episode or the episode before you were like, man, Sam isn't a very good fighter. He always gets his ass kicked. (laughs) He does always get his ass kicked. (laughs) Except when it's fully trained tactical SWAT (laughs) guys, he's able to. In two seconds. Just like bam, 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 done. Oh, I think I must have been looking down because I didn't see that, and yeah. so I totally bought the next sequence. Right. Um, I will say there was a moment. There was a moment. Um, going back just for a second, when when the SWAT team stops, we only we don't see who it is. It just we just see the bottom part, and we end up finding out it's Sam. But there's a brief moment that I think it. I had a feeling that it was going to be the shapeshifter that had turned into Dean. Because ah. they didn't show the upper half, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be the shape sister." Because we didn't know exactly. I think it was right before Dean gets clocked, and they start doing the fight downstairs. So for a brief moment, you don't know that that's Sam or the real Dean. They do that. I feel like they do that on purpose because they ah. turn. He turns around, and all you see is flannel and hands, and it's like they both right. wear flannel. You know, so yeah. right. Ah, uh-huh. see, I didn't think that at all. Interesting. There you go. Of course, then the next thing we see is Dean driving the silver letter opener into the heart of yeah. Dead Sherry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dead, dead Sherry. Mm-hmm. Dead Sherry, Shifter Sherry. Ooh, Shifter and... Sherry, I like that. That's good, yeah. Yeah. It's my stripper name. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so he's able to, Dean is able to overpower Sherry, Shifter Sherry and stabs her in the heart and yes. down she goes. Yeah, she slumps to the floor. And he yep. crouches down and kind of is expecting, I guess, to see if she's really dead. 
I was like, why didn't he leave? It was like, I was like, why did Dean stick around over the body? Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that was okay that he checked out to see if t- she was really dead since she was fake dead before. Right. Um, right. But what happens next is basically almost the exact same scenes from Skin and Linda Blair, which I don't even remember the name of that episode, but where he's like standing over a dead body. And I know in skin, it was a fake Dean, but right. um, standing over the dead body and then like a flashlight in the face. <laughs> you know, for a face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During the headlights. Yeah. So he's caught again, red handed, literally yeah. blood on his hands. Mm-hmm. Dean is caught. Yep. Um, and so the next thing we see is uh, Henriksen, agent Henriksen has made his way into the bank and is going room to room and checking mm-hmm. in with all the cops. Like, where are the guys? Yeah. And they come across the body of Shifter the, Sherry, dead Shifter Sherry. Well, yeah. First, they come across the body of that dead man. The first. The, the pushy guy. The, yeah. The first guy that they found dead in the ceiling. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Then they come across uh, dead Shifter Sherry. And they were like, I just walked this girl out of the bank. Yeah. Must be her twin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that that was his reaction based on the carnage he was looking at. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, of all the things to be, oh, she could have a twin. It's like you're looking at somebody whose throat is slit, has a you know a, a dagger in her chest, is half naked, you know, yeah, half her arm is missing, skin is like yeah. off. <laughs> Yeah. This, yeah, but at this point, the writers are like, okay, guys, we have three minutes. We need to wrap yeah. this up in a bow. Yeah. Move on. Move on. It's just a TV show, Valerie. That's what I always have to say to myself. It's just yeah. a TV show. So they clear what seems to be the last room while Hendrickson is standing there. Uh, like A, a regular no. cop <laughs> comes in and says, they're gone. Like, there's no sign of them anywhere. Hendrickson goes full FBI mode, like, search every nook and cranny, search the ceiling, search the, the vents, search the you know, sewers, like, I want these the, yeah. guys found. And, and cops like, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to be necessary. They're not here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Hendrickson was like, what? And the guy, like, leads them to, uh, like, a storage closet. And there you see two half-naked, you know, SWAT guys. Unconscious. Unconscious you know. cuff mm-hmm. cut to. Oh, mama, I've been fearing my life from the long arm of the law. Jim, 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 Jim. So, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, hold that thought because that there's heartbeats going on. Like, yes, there are. Uh-huh. So during during this during this beautiful serenade that Dan just um, gave us, thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. That's a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah okay (laughs) two SWAT men or men dressed in full SWAT gear walking briskly out of the building up into a parking garage they make their way to the Impala and by this time we we know it's like okay Sam and Dean they snooked their Mm -hmm. way out of there Mm -hmm. get into the car and there's the pause in the music where it's like those heartbeat drums yeah yeah what they did the the music editor, because I know the song really, really well, because they cut like the last bar of the, you know, it has this really cool <laughs> peeling guitar solo that lands. But then the last part is cut for the show. And they, I mean, they had to do it all to fit in the scene, but they definitely focused. The reason that was perfect for this scene, because obviously they're the whole idea of like, oh, we're screwed now. Or, you know, I'm, I'm on camera. They think we're murderers. They think we're, you know, all this, all this stuff. 
And so the heartbeat makes sense, and which was perfect for this song because literally that bass drum is built in, and they just looped that section that yeah. jump, 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 mm-hmm. jump, jump, and it was great. So they could elongate that section of the song. So it was, it was a perfect thing. It's, it's a perfect like under pressure getaway song, and you know the words are perfect. The jig is up. The news is out. They finally found me. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Sam and who had made retreat for a bounty. <laughs> but before that all starts again, there's just that moment of silence with the heartbeat. They're in the car. They're taking off their SWAT gear, their helmets, their balaclavas. They're breathing. Mm-hmm. And then Dean says, "We're screwed." He says yeah. it again. We're yeah, so, screwed. Mm-hmm. We are so screwed. And that's where the the refrain yeah, comes back. The in. Jig is up, the yeah. yeah. Exactly. As pumped as that music is, Dean very deliberately starts the car. Well, it's like the and, heaviness mm-hmm. of yeah. of how much shit they are actually in. Yeah. It's not just yeah, like, it's, oh, it's oh a, we got away. You know, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah it's one of those. <laughs> it's one of those cool juxtapositions of music versus what's actually happening in a scene. You know, kind of like when someone will depict a, a war going on and all of a sudden there's, you know, a toy piano playing in the background. There's this irony, you know, yeah, of the, yeah. between the scenes. And, yeah. and that's really, and that, and that plays that scene really well. And they, you know, as the show keeps on going season after, uh, because the every season, it's just like, they get better and better. And then of course they learn when not to take themselves seriously and when, mm-hmm. and when it's heavy and it becomes better and better. Everybody, the entire cast. Um, and I think they get better at taking, advantage of ironic and non-ironic music moments um and stuff like that because you have to you have to know you have to realize that a show like this it's all done at a kind of like what i did with your guys's podcast it's all one person and Mm -hmm. it's all just sort of samples and instruments they're doing at home and they're just it's like okay we just finished the show you have you know 48 hours to put music to it and so they turn it around (laughs) turn it around turn around but this this is very deliberate and it was perfect because, you know, this is already the, this is already the, um, the style of music that is basically the theme of, of the Winchesters. And so it was like, well, this is a, it's literally this song couldn't have been written any per any more perfectly for the theme. Right. Yeah. So it was really just about dropping it in, trimming it. So it fits the last couple seconds of the, of the show and then it's done. And then bada bing, bada boom, you got yourself a really cool, like, wow, I love this song and I love that they got away, but I don't love that they're fucked. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a killer song, no matter what. I mean, even if it wasn't associated with supernatural, you still like Mm want to put your pedal down and drive to that music, Yep. you know, and the fact that they don't, they are driving away, but they're not peeling out. They're not rocking out. They are so, screwed and they mm-hmm. know it as they as they slowly drive out and it's i think just like the weight of their situation and it's not it's not sam you know and his you know destiny that's weighing on them it's real life it's it's the real world crashing in on their hunter's world yeah you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this time sam got some good face acting jared got some good face mm-hmm. acting in on this episode because normally it's dean but his his face is like Nope, we're we're really in trouble now. Yeah. It's yeah. everything that I saw coming just happened. In his in his like worry wart kind of way. You know, he's yes. like, Dean, you yeah. know, you're in trouble. And Dean's just kind of like, Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. He doesn't care that he's got a, a you know, a rap sheet, but yeah. now he does care because yeah. 
the true monster the isn't the shifter and it's not the next monster it's henriksen it's the law <laughs> mm-hmm. it's the real world crashing in on mm-hmm. them and he mm-hmm. and now he's like we thought that we have been hiding from it but obviously mm-hmm. That wasn't Some, working since Henriksen literally knows, knows everything. everything. Right. He knows everything, mm-hmm. but not in the hunter sense, in the broke the law sense. Yep. Credit card fraud, murder, grave desecrations, various murder. other kinds of theft. <laughs> Bank yeah. robbery. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah mm-hmm. ex- exactly. Sure. It's the mm-hmm. lawman who's put it, who can put an end to their running. But doesn't because they have like 30 more seasons. <laughs> But. No, but that's, um, I mean, it's a really cool, it's a really cool, uh, I mean, it's a cool episode. It's a heavy episode, surprisingly heavy with the death of, um, of uh, Ron. Ronald. I, yeah, one Ronald. of the things, yeah, that got me about this episode is by the time the boys are driving off and you're so burdened by what's, what just happened, you you have forgotten about Ronald, you know, Dean kind says of, we're yeah. so screwed and you're just, so you're thinking about the brothers I'm like, what about your heartbreak? For me, what about your heartbreak that you were just feeling for Ronald? And I was like, oh, I had already forgotten about yeah, Ronald. I had too. That's yeah. That's how heavy this, this they don't ending even, is. Yeah, they don't even come to it. Like when the SWAT team is like looking at all the dead bodies, they don't even mm-hmm. look at Ron, or at least the camera doesn't look at Ron. Yep. So yeah. the last shot we see, I don't know, it was kind of dramatic in a good way that the last shot we saw of Ron was him, like, laying flat on the floor. Yeah, because uh, he, he, it was just, it was sad and it was heartbreaking. We didn't need to see him again. I'm sure it was intentional, but it still made me, when that episode ended, I was like, oh my gosh, Ronald. Yeah. Like, it came back to me. And I was like, oh, yeah. that breaks my heart that I was so overwhelmed with emotion for the brothers yeah. that I forgot about my, my pain for, for Ronald. And we keep calling him Ron, and we didn't actually talk about the actor. And I just want to oh yeah, go for it. His, his name out real quick. Um, Chris Gautier. We do see him again in later episodes. I don't know if we see him as Ronald, but I know this actor comes back mm-hmm. on Supernatural. He <laughs> was on Psych. <laughs> he, do, he's he was been on in everything. Yep. He has been um, in every kind of thing that you can imagine. TV, yeah. movies, shorts. His big show was Eureka, yeah. another sci-fi. Um, mm-hmm. so that's what he, that's what he's most known for is his, his, uh, Eureka, the guy who plays, uh, FBI guy, um, Henriksen is Charles Malik Whitfield, who we definitely see again, yes. mm-hmm. um, show. future episodes. And oh, wow. he, oh God, just so good. Just these two standalone characters. Uh, these actors were so good. Yeah. You know, they're pretty, that show has been was very consistent in bringing in you know cameo you know maybe not people we all know but it's like oh wow like everyone does a very very decent job in in their roles i can't remember there there aren't many people that come to mind with the exception of some of the the floozy flirtation you know moments but you know these people that come in uh like like uh like ronald or henrickson all these it's like okay these are very memorable characters even much later on in retrospect they're very they're very well cast and they do a really good job for what the show is yeah totally agree because they could have they could have been like oh this is just you know i mean this is only the second season it's like they could have been like okay so this canadian show supernatural mm -hmm, yeah whatever um (laughs) and just phoned and just phoned it in 
but they didn't. And I think, and I think that's really, really cool. That's I, and that's why I know that there are obviously melodramatic points to it, which again, the show gets better and better about embracing. In fact, I went to episode 12 of the first season initially because I was like, wait, where are they exactly? Oh. Okay. So I watched, <laughs> I watched that episode 12 and this episode 12. But that episode 12 was cool, too. It was the one with the – it's called Faith. It's the one with oh, the healer. Oh, I and they that have... episode. That was my favorite of season one, I think. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, and again, some really cool um, ca- uh, cameos there. But there's a scene where Dean is in a hospital bed because it's all about his heart and, like, his mm-hmm. heart's going to go – and he talks to Sam about daytime television. He's like, have you ever watched daytime TV? It's really bad. And it's funny because he was on daytime television. He was a soap opera. Valerie actor. said that. Yeah, Valerie yep. pointed that out too. And yep. I just think it's really intelligent. I mean, I, there are a lot of people that sort of poke fun at it. Like, oh, you watch Supernatural. It's like, I promise that it's a really good investment on emotion and fun it's like equal parts fun and it gets more and more you know intelligent and honestly it it wouldn't have lasted as long if it didn't have such a big following anyway yeah no kidding right right so you guys pointed out some of the actors i wanted to because we have a composer here on the (laughs) pod with us to shout out the composer chris leonard's just because mm. I really was in love with this last scene so much, with the way that the music, the lyrics, the beats of of how the the timing of the actors and the scene played out along with the song, like especially that last yeah. note, you know, when mm-hmm. it goes up into the high falsetto, it's like, oh, mama, I can feel for my life. And then it mm-hmm. like ends like right um at that last beat but they finish it but, with kind of that that noise that supernatural does that little shook noise that yeah, i exactly. can't describe yeah. uh-huh. very well but <laughs> mm-hmm. just like that mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i watched the scene so many times and each time i would get like shivery goosebumps watching it well and to be completely i could be wrong uh maybe chris listens to this podcast i don't know but i, I don't <laughs> want to assume that the composer of the show does but or does it? Is that it was probably actually less composer for that moment and more music editor because oh, there's yeah. definitely a music editor for the show. So yeah, you're right. You know the composer. So he's the one who spliced it in there. Which and they have to be just as creative. I mean, obviously yeah. he saw that and he was like, um, "Boom! This is what we're doing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was our wrap up of Night Shifter. I want to thank Dan for joining us. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun having you on. It was an absolute pleasure, and I hope that you got plenty of stuff in between all of the disconnection. <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> Modern okay, technology. Good. Good. We love it, Dan. Woo-hoo! We'll take, no, we'll take you any I'm, way I'm... we can get you. <laughs> yeah, I'm. No, I'm very happy. And you know, if we do this again, now I know. Now I know how to work the system a little bit better. Please be sure to follow and or rate us wherever you can listen and or rate podcasts. Please also follow us and uh, engage with us on all our social media. We are at Salt and Burn This on Twitter and at Salt and Burn This Pod on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for joining in, and we will see you next week for what the hell is the next episode? Houses of the Holy. So we will see you next week. Bye. Bye bye. Bye.